Welcome to the Teaching Middle School ELA Podcast. We're your hosts, Caitlin Mitchell and Jessica Kanata. If you're looking for ways to bring rigor and engagement to your middle school ELA classroom without sacrificing your nights and weekends, then this podcast is for you. Our goal is to provide you with your weekly dose of tips, tools, and inspiration so you can actually enjoy teaching again. We'll help you bring the fun and creativity to your ELA lessons so that your students master the standards and you can leave school when the bell rings. Get ready to be that teacher you've always wanted to be to do great work and thrive. All right, teachers, I am so excited to be here with my friend Megan from Too Cool for Middle School. We're going to be talking about the social justice standards, and I am just really looking forward to hearing what you have to share with us and how you can help us become more knowledgeable in this area of teaching. So welcome to the podcast, Megan. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Yes. Can you tell our audience just a little bit about you, who you are, where you teach, et cetera? We'd love to get to know you a little bit more. Absolutely. Um, on the internet, I am found at Too Cool for Middle School, but my name is Megan Forbes and I live in Southern California, which is where I also teach. And I've been teaching middle school for 10 years. This is my 10th year in middle school. And it sometimes it kind of depends what I'm teaching, but currently I have seventh grade English and sixth grade history. So we have just finished up our first semester <laughs> tomorrow. We'll finish up our first semester of this very weird year. <laughs> That's exciting. Well, so how is it teaching the sixth graders and seventh graders, which cl- class do you like better? Well, this is actually the first time I've ever had seventh for whatever okay. reason. I somehow always end up with sixth and eighth in some combination of history and English. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this is the first time I've had seventh and I, they're actually really, really fun. It's yeah. been good to have them. When I went to teach middle school from high school, it was a seventh and eighth grade position. I had so many people tell me seventh graders are the worst. You're going to hate them. And I actually ended up really enjoying seventh graders. And they're my favorite grade to teach for whatever reason. I just love them at that age. (laughs) They're not as newbie as the sixth graders, but then they're not as like board of everything Mm -hmm. as the eighth graders. Yes. Very true. Um, So you mentioned too cool for middle school, which is your YouTube. And then you're also on Instagram there. Can you talk about your mission, not just with what you do in terms of your blog and things like that, but when you teach, what is your mission as an educator? So the funny thing is with social media and too cool for middle school, which I started like 10 years ago, (laughs) Kate here was one of the first people that I ever followed, I think. Oh, Um, really? (laughs) I used to use a hashtag that was like teacher style or Mm -hmm. teacher chic or something. And I would pretty much just post like outfit photos all the time. This was like my first year of teaching. And so I think both of us maybe like used that hashtag. Yes. (laughs) Found each other initially so many years ago. And so initially, you know, social media, that side of it anyway, like Instagram and stuff was pretty new and it was more of an escape from teaching. Like, you know, as, as a new teacher, you're so busy and have so much to do, but it was kind of fun just to like post outfits and like see little, I don't know, other people's little ideas and desks and workspaces and stuff. But in the past 10 years, it's changed so much and come such a long way. And it's, really, I mean, I like the changes. I like that mm-hmm. it has become this really powerful tool for sharing information and sharing just powerful stories. And it's become a, a much more diverse place as well. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just so open to anybody who wants to make an account. And so 
um, you know, it, it started off as very much just like a, a fun thing. Like, you know, my username is from Zoolander. Like I did not <laughs> have any intention of this, like being a very serious thing. But as I was making YouTube videos and um, sharing resources on Instagram, the the content that I wanted to spend all of my time talking about was always related to social justice, specifically with history or, you know, some of the stories that we were reading in English or the way that we could tie those things to current events or things that are going on in the world today. And so it it has kind of morphed in the past couple of years. If you do look at my older content, it may be not, (laughs) but um, yeah, it's, it's been a really cool platform to learn a ton. You know, 90% of what I do is learning from other people. And then that 10% of being able to share kind of like how that plays itself out in my lessons and in my classroom. Mm-hmm. And that really does shine through. And so much of what you do is discussing social justice and how you're sharing that with your sixth graders and, sh- and social studies, because I think it is sometimes a challenging and scary thing for some teachers. How do I talk about social justice issues in class? How do I bring that up with my students? Um, that was something that was always at the forefront of my mind when I was in the classroom. You know, I was educated at Loyola Marymount University by the Jesuits, and they are very much about social justice. Yeah. And it was a huge part of what I brought into my classroom just as an English teacher. Um, so I'd love for you to kind of talk into, I feel like you have a lot of knowledge around this, you know, the social justice issues, or I'm sorry, the social justice standards that we have now to guide us as educators in our classroom to do this well and serve our students well in this regard? Yeah, I think um, people are rightly a little bit afraid and nervous to teach about these things in our classrooms because it isn't something that we can just kind of like jump in with without any preparation and Mm -hmm. without any work on our end. So, you know, if there's, if you're feeling a little bit of hesitancy, that's probably healthy. And luckily there are so many opportunities for us to learn before we jump into these things. Um, so for example, I have the social justice standards posted here in my classroom, as well as the English standards, like standards in general, provide a great frame for you to, kind of keep you reined in and keep you focused and give you a goal, something that you are trying to teach and communicate to your students. Mm -hmm. So the social justice standards come from, they were formerly known as teaching tolerance. Now they're known as learning for justice. They've recently changed their name, Um, but they were um, written by a group of people who, you know, have a background in activism and just did a really good job. Like, communicating the different aspects of social justice that we can teach in schools. So the four categories are identity. We always got to start with ourselves, diversity, uh, justice, and action. And then they are also written at different grade levels. So you can find them for like K to two, I think. And they're like comprehensible and understandable for little kids, they can, they can start talking about identity and diversity and all of that at a young age. They're more than capable, but we do have them, you know, kind of leveled so that it is at their like understanding. And then I use the ones that are for sixth through eighth grade. And then there are also high school standards as well. So you can choose the appropriate level for your students. And then what they are is like um, a statement that is like a goal. So like 
let's see if I read one, <laughs> I interact with people who are similar to and different from me. And I show respect to all people. And so you can use that as like the target for your lesson for that day. Um, and you can have students assess themselves on that. Like how on a scale of one to five, where would you rank yourself? Or do you just not understand yet what that means? And, and we can talk about that. So then you can build your lesson to help students to accomplish that standard, just like you would with any, any other standard. And English or math. Mm -hmm. I love that. You know, even just hearing you talk about it, it brings me back to being in the classroom. So much of what I taught through literature were essentially these goals, these outcomes for students, but I, they didn't have a name at the time, mm -hmm. you know, back then. And um, the is, they changed it to, what is the name of it again? Learning for Justice. It used to be yeah. Teaching Tolerance. Yes. Um, yeah. So Learning for Justice, actually, if you go to their website, you can just download the standards. They're very helpful. They're clearly laid out for you. Um, I was looking at them earlier. And I think that it's great to have those as a way in which to frame discussions too with your students. You know, we're always looking at theme or characterization, but these are the, the elements that make literature so relevant to our lives and to provide those rich discussions for students. Um, so I really think that it is a great place to bring the standards into ELA and into social studies and quite frankly, into any subject that you are teaching. Mm -hmm. So going along with that, I think this ties into what I was just saying. Why do you believe that these are so important to incorporate into our ELA lessons? So why bring these standards into our ELA lessons or social studies lessons as well? Yeah. Um, I think I probably have like the, the most experience doing it in ELA, actually, since um, you're right, like with literature, this, that is just such a like rich place it, in order to do that, because it does like generate so much discussion. And there are so many books that are kind of standard books in English classes that like lend themselves to these mm. standards. So for example, um, I think most eighth grade students in most states probably read the diary of Anne Frank mm -hmm. or some kind of like version of that. And like, that's a really heavy, <laughs> it's a really heavy book. What do we, what do we do with her story? And of course, we're always going to say like, yeah, we need to learn about this in order to not repeat the mistakes from the past and do better going forward. Mm -hmm. But could we be more specific? Could right. we generate some better discussion questions out of that? So last year, yeah, last year, <laughs> getting my years mixed up now, or I think just for the past two years, um, I took the, the story that's already in our textbook. So it's not like I'm, you know, like completely <laughs> changing your curriculum. <laughs> yeah, where you can work within some of the things that you already have probably. So we took that story and I just created, I just called it a justice journal. And so I took each of the standards and then generated a, a text-based question. So mm -hmm. something directly from the Anne Frank story that would help us to understand that particular standard. So a lot of these concepts like identity and diversity and justice in action, they are kind of abstract, which is what makes them hard to talk about. And I honestly wouldn't recommend that with students. Like people are, students are going to interpret things in completely different ways mm -hmm. if it's too abstract. But if you're talking about in this story, in what way do we see 
you know, this standard, Mm -hmm. then they can relate to it a little more. It is less risky, honestly, because it's less like an answer that they have to come up with. They're a little bit less afraid to like say the wrong thing because they're just pointing to the story and saying, here, here's what happened in this story. Um, the only hard thing is that for most stories or most books, it, it is a little bit tough to have it relate to every single standard. Like we noticed with Anne Frank, there's not a lot of, they don't have the opportunity to take a lot of action. And in, in mm-hmm. the end, you could talk about the people who, who helped them, but we also incorporated the movie swing kids into that lesson. So, you know, you can kind of do it however, however you want, but even if you can only meet like one of the standards, like, or one of the strands. So, you know, maybe this book that you guys are reading has plenty of content in it to generate discussion about identity just use those standards and just, you know, really go deep with those and and talk about them with this book that you're reading. So they just provide a really good framework for you. And then you as the teacher want to provide the content that like grounds it in something Mm -hmm. solid so that you're not having those kind of weird abstract conversations they're uncomfortable with. (laughs) That makes perfect sense. And I think that that is really helpful. You know, we always talk about with our EB teachers, the standards being our North star for why we're doing what we're doing in terms of academics. But I think that these are great as a North star for the conversations that we're having that are grounded in literature, but are also teaching these important standards, the social justice standards that we want to be able to bring into our classrooms and discuss in an intelligent way, in a way that is conducive to growth and learning. Um, and like you're saying, maybe shy away from not do like open-ended discussions that can lead to perhaps challenging issues that might come up as a result. So staying grounded in the curriculum, but using these on top of that. I, I can love that. hear the wheels in your listeners' minds like turning already. <laughs> like, is this going to get me in trouble? Am I going to get like parent complaints? Am I going to? So, what do you have? Do you have something to say? Do you have anything to say to that? So, what I think this is also helpful for is that if somebody questions you, why why are you teaching this? What are you teaching my kid? Are you trying to indoctrinate them? I get those. I only get those comments on YouTube. <laughs> I never get that in real life, to be honest. None of my <laughs> parents ever complain. It's just people on YouTube. But um, <laughs> you can point to the standards and be like, yes, we are. So here is one of the goals that we are trying to meet. And so, for example, let's see, maybe the kid, let's see, we'll see. Okay. I know and like who I am and can comfortably talk about my family and myself and describe our various group identities. That's the first standard. So as a parent, where, where is your problem with it? Mm -hmm. We're teaching your kid to like who they are and to be comfortable talking about themselves and their family and relate to other people. Where's Where's the uh, controversial issue? Mm-hmm. Sure. So if you had to express it yourself in like a parent meeting or an email or something like that, you might get a little bit flustered. But when you can point to this standard, now you can flip it on them and say, yes, this is our goal. And in fact, you know, this was on the worksheet and this was on the slides and this is the goal and this is what we are talking about. So explain to me the issue you have. (laughs) Right. Right. And the fact that we're coming from a place of loving and understanding and growth. um, You know, if we can point back to, like you're saying, Hey, these are my goals for your child to 
be more successful as a person, to be more open-minded and well-rounded and caring and, and all of that stuff that we want them to be. Well, now we have a place to guide us to do that. You know, whereas before I would lead those discussions and just kind of hope that I don't say something that's going to get me in trouble with parents. Um, in any, and regardless of whatever way, it doesn't matter. Um, here we have an actual guidance to, to look toward and to look to talk to me about, I, this isn't in one of the questions that we sent you, but how was, how did this go with your admin? Like, I'm just curious for our teachers who are thinking to themselves, well, those aren't the standards that are at my school. You know, how do I bring those into my, my curriculum? How do I talk to my admin about this? Do you have any, you know, personal experience with how that went for you? Yeah, I have a, kind of a funny story about it actually too. Um, but since, as you guys can see now, kind of from our conversation, they're not really a separate thing. Like you're bringing them into your existing content. So it's not as if, um, you're taking up, taking away class time from something else that's not getting done. So, you know, my admin is like, great. That sounds wonderful. <laughs> like they, I don't know that they understood them completely, but there was one day when we were having um, an issue with a parent who actually just didn't think that we were doing enough at our school to teach about social justice. Mm-hmm. And so um, my vice principal had come in to talk to me about it. And then he saw my board where I posted all the social justice standards. And he was like, oh, did you tell me you were doing this? And I was like, yeah, I think I did. And he was like, oh, I wish I had remembered that you were doing this because I could have pointed to this as our example of something that we are doing at our school to foster like positive culture and identity growth with our students. And so he was like, oh yeah, I needed to like talk about this more. I need to understand this even better. So sometimes you're going to have that situation where you're uh, admin is like looking for a way like, oh, is, is there a way to promote diversity on our campus and to mm-hmm. like, you know, really invest in the identities of our students and get them to see injustice in the world and call them to action. A lot of your administrators want that. And they're like, oh, we just don't know how to do it. And you're like, sure. oh, actually, I have a framework <laughs> for you that we've been doing in my classroom. I can share that with everyone. I love that. And for those of you who are listening on the podcast, we also air this on our uh, video podcast channel on YouTube, but Megan has a massive wall behind her with all of the social justice standards and nice rainbow colors. It looks beautifully laid out. Um, So it's clearly something that is forefront and center in your classroom. Um, Any parent, any admin who walks in, it's not a hidden thing. I'm not right. like secretly indoctrinating my students with anything. Right. This is front and center right here. And also, if you want these posters, they're free. They are on my teachers, pay teachers, but they're free because I did not make this up. This is from Learning for Justice, but I've typed them out um, so that they're like postable on a little mm-hmm. board at every level. So wonderful. Go, go take those for free and print them if you want. Thank you. Well, we'll include the link in the show notes if you want to send that to me afterwards. Um, and I think what you said was interesting, you know, that sometimes there are, or oftentimes there are admin or principals who want to bring these discussions into their classroom, but don't know how. And that's something that we have been doing internally at EB Academics is how do we do this internally as a company? And we've been, you know, looking for a diversity, equity, and inclusion mentor to help us through that and include more of that in the content that we provide for our teachers, because it is so important. I think sometimes people just don't know where to start. And so to have these standards as a foundation for us is incredibly helpful. Um, So with that being said, how are the standards like broken down? You mentioned there are four different types of standards within each grade level. What does that look like? I'd love to hear more about kind of the action one as well. 
yeah. So they have those, those four strands that we mentioned, and then there are five standards within each strand. And so um, with my history students this week, I have four classes of sixth grade history. And to be honest, this year we've had some behavior issues that are directly related to racist behavior, mm. homophobic behavior. Mm. And that upsets me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, all right, we have this kind of this last week of the semester where usually people are kind of doing parties and movie days and stuff. And I'm like, all right, we're going to do a social justice standards week. And so each day we have focused on um, one of the strands. And honestly, I wasn't able to hit everything. We didn't have enough time to hit everything, but that's okay. We have just, you know, kind of touched on a couple of each. We have to explicitly teach our students what kind of behavior is acceptable and Mm -hmm. what kind of behavior is like our goal as well. So day one, we focused on identity. And so students are, are learning about what are the group identities that we have? What what are we a part of that's like bigger than us and our ethnicity or our religion or the language that we speak? Those things are really powerful. And then what are those things that are just like our personal identities? Like maybe you're an artist, maybe you're a soccer player, maybe you're an animal lover. And so we spent a day on that because we have to be strong in our own identities before we can look out at other people. The people who are not confident in their own identities. Those are the people who are not welcoming because they are afraid that they're going to be kicked out of the circle. So they want to push other people out. So we, we want everyone to be strong in, in their sense of who they are and strong Mm -hmm. in their identity. And we talked about how we never make fun of anyone for their identity or put down anyone's identity. We, it's helpful for us when everyone around us has a strong sense of identity because they're not going to be bullies. Mm -hmm. They're going to be people who are welcoming. And the next day we moved into diversity and looked at, we watched some YouTube videos. I can, eventually I'm going to compile all of this, all of these like resources. I'll put them on my blog or something. (laughs) But, um, and we just talked about how like we are the ones missing out if we aren't comfortable, like hanging out with people who are different from us or like interacting with people who are different from us. They already have value. They're already good to go, but we're going to be missing out if we are not open to learning from people who are different from us. Mm -hmm. And then we did justice yesterday. And this is where um, I actually got to bring in some of the books that I wrote. And we read some chapters from those and learn to identify injustices. Like where do we see injustices throughout history and how does that impact us now? And then today we talked about action. Yesterday we got a little fired up. (laughs) Yeah, there's all this injustice. What can we do? So today we looked at action and we watched some YouTube videos of kids who are doing things to serve people who are unhoused and to get water to people in Flint, Michigan and um, to stop Asian hate and raise awareness. And then we also use some resources from this Instagram where you probably follow. Oh, happy Danny. Mm-hmm. She has like a kind of like formulas almost to help you figure out like, what are your passions? What are your skills? Cause you can put those things together and use those to get involved in your community. And so, um, there are tons of resources out there. 
there's a lot of stuff that you can pull from. People have written amazing books and posted amazing videos and there's great stuff on social media. It is just kind of a matter of like compiling it all together, but um, yeah, your students need those like concrete examples of like, this is what we mean by action. This sure. is what we mean by justice. Yeah. I, I like that because, you know, when I remember even just growing up, we would have, you know, conflicts in our classes and things like that. And we'd have a class meeting and it's hard to direct a class meeting and to really enact change in ourselves and who we are without having concrete ways in which to do that. And I feel like what you just walked through is a really good way to start to help us under or children or students understand who they are in themselves um, and work through that whole process of everything that you talked about. I think that that's really beautiful and powerful. Talk to you about like, how have you had issues in the past? Like, have you had, have you tried things with the standards in your classroom that haven't worked that you maybe would be like, "Mm, don't do this with your students, that it's not, doesn't tie in or doesn't work really well, or something that you found has been really effective with using the social justice standards specifically for English, if you're able to speak into that. Yeah, I I think for English is, is just tying it to a text of some kind is, is going to be where you want to go with it. And right now we are just like living in this almost like renaissance of like amazingly diverse YA literature that's Mm -hmm. coming out all the time. And so you can find, you know, these amazing texts to use. Um, Our school does like restorative justice slash like community circles type of a thing. And so a couple of years ago, I just tried to tie in the social justice standards with our like community circles. But again, it was a little too abstract. Mm-hmm. It was like, let's talk about accepting other people <laughs> or like diversity or identity. Again, like without some other thing anchoring it, it was just a little bit like, eh, sometimes it would go okay. But sometimes kids are just like, I really don't know what you're asking me. <laughs> I'm really not sure what to say. <laughs> Yeah. And they get uncomfortable because they don't want to say the wrong thing or, you know, what have you. So I love that. Just that nugget of wisdom to anchor it in something and some text that you're teaching with your students. And I think even the majority of texts that our teachers would be using anyways, you could anchor um, that text with these standards. I think that would be hugely helpful. Um, Talk to me. And this kind of ties in, and this is my last question. And if you have anything else that you want to make sure that you mentioned to our listeners, I'd love to know, but how do you make sure that they're not taught in isolation? I know you talked about like this week that you really did do, you know, four days on each of the different um, aspects of the standards. But when you're looking at a text and you're looking at creating the curriculum for it, or your pacing guide for it, do you put the standards for the social justice standards in there as you're doing that? Like, how do you make sure that it's not kind of this, this other thing over here, but it's really something that you're incorporating into what you're doing? Yeah, that can be, that can be tempting, you know, to just sort of like add it as like a little frosting on top, but mm-hmm. that's when things tend to like not go super well. Um, but I, I would say that it's most important to start with the identity piece. If you teach middle school, I haven't taught elementary, so I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe they're a little bit more adept. Maybe they can <laughs> kind of flow through the different categories better, but with middle schoolers, it's definitely important to really like make them feel safe in Mm -hmm. their identities and make them feel affirmed and really start with those standards because 
middle schoolers just the way that their brains work, they are very self-centered and selfish. And it's tough for them to kind of look around at, at the other ones until they understand how they fit in mm-hmm. this. So like, I mean, if you never make it out of the identity standards, at least you've, at least you have that, at least you did that. Right. You don't make it all the way through everything. That's okay. But it's tough to jump like straight to action. Because sure. They're a little like, why would I do that? Right. <laughs> right. And am I capable of doing that? And how can that really help anything? But with the foundation of the other three, that's how you get there. I love that. And it's so interesting that the identity is the first category for these standards, because when I I think about, you know, the literature, especially in seventh and eighth grade, I didn't teach sixth grade, so I'm not super familiar, but it was always about who we are. And that's how we started at the beginning of every year, you know, with our um, house on mango street with my eighth graders, it was about Esperanza and her identity. And now talking about our identity and where we come from. And I guess inadvertently, I was doing a lot of these things that would have been helpful had I taken these standards and put them into my curriculum and what I was doing. Um, so I think if we look at what we are doing, we might already be doing some of this. And now here we have a clear framework and guidance to help us grow even further and progress even more in bringing social justice into our classroom in a very concrete, tangible a way for students to understand and grow in that regard. Um, if you are a middle school teacher, you you'll see that pattern that so much of the literature is about figuring out who you are and figuring out your sense of identity, because that's just what's true for that mm-hmm. age group. And a lot of authors tap into that. And those are the books that get popular. And those are the books that we teach. So that's going to be a really easy in. For yeah, you absolutely. Kind of somewhere in, in those grade levels. If there's someone who's listening who really wants to get started, but just doesn't know, like, what's the best first course of action? What would you tell them to do after listening to this episode? Um, I would definitely check out the the standards themselves just to see. And then um, another just great way to learn is also just to follow people on social media who are doing this type of work and, and share what they're doing. I mentioned, Oh, happy Danny earlier. And some of her resources were something we used this week. Um, Tiffany Jewell is another uh, person who used to, she used to post on Instagram a little bit more often, but she's also an author. So she has a book called um, this book is anti-racist. And oh I, yes, I've read that. that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That one's great. I also, I'm like looking at my little stack of <laughs> things that I just actually used this week to help me plan. Um, Blair Amani also wrote a book called how to get smarter about, and then it has all these categories, race, gender, socioeconomics, disability, all of these things. Um, so there are people who have done the work for you. You you don't have to create everything from scratch. You can go read what other people have done and see their social media feeds and, you know, support them. A lot of times like their Patreon has even more resources for you. So if you find a a few people whose communication style just really works with you and and you learn from, um, buy their books, support them on Patreon, follow them on Instagram and use that to inform your teaching. You don't have to generate all the ideas 
out of your own head because that will work. <laughs> That'll be too hard. <laughs> That's great. Thank you so much for that list. And we'll make sure that we put that list in the show notes for our listeners as well. Um, well, thank you so much, Megan. I really appreciate you coming on um, and sharing your knowledge with our listeners. And I just want to remind everybody that Megan put together those standards in a really nice way that you can put it in your classroom as a poster that's in your TPT store. We'll include the link for everybody there as well. Um, thank you so much for joining me. It was lovely to get to chat with you about something that is so important, um, that can be difficult to discuss and difficult to share. And I think that you really gave our listeners a clear course of action and provided probably a lot of comfort to people who want to do this, but just don't know how to go about doing it. So thank you very much for joining me, Megan. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah.